Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Hey guys, welcome back to the Leadership Detectives. Today we want to talk to you about one of the vital components of your team, your top performers. How do you motivate them? How do you engage with them? How do you challenge them? How do you retain them? Have you thought about the cost of losing your top performers from your business? There's a financial impact, but there's also a business impact. There's an impact to the team dynamics. Today's not really a conversation in our usual style. We've been a bit more prescriptive, so we've got a list of five do's and five don'ts. I hope they work for you, I hope they work for your team, and I hope they work for your top performance. Let's go. Okay, we're live. Good, Good afternoon. Welcome back to Leadership Detectives. Um, guys, I've got a question for you. Let's think about something. Let's think about your top performers. How do you manage top performers? Do you manage them differently than the rest of your employees? How do you retain them? How do you make sure they're going to stay with you, stay with the company? Neil, what do you think? Well, that's a great question. It's a really important one because if you think about the impact of top performers not staying, you know, there's this, it's one of those dilemma questions. You know, how much effort do you put in your top performers? How important to the business are your top performers? Do you know who your top performers are? Do you invest any time in them? So, you know, how do you manage and retain them is a, what, is a question that certainly I worried about as a, as a leader. I know my clients do, and I know you did as well when we were, you know, working together. Yeah, do you know what, though, just as you've opened there with that thinking is, do people even recognise who their top performers are, that they have top performers? And if they do recognise it, should they do anything different? Mm, so mm. I guess we need to offer some tips and some ideas, right? <laughs> well, let's explore the problem first. I think that's uh, because, you know, you, we've both done a bit of research into this just to really understand this as a topic. And it was on my list, by the way, this topic was on my list when I very first wrote the list of topics I thought would be useful for us to cover yeah. in the leadership detectives, because it is something that, we don't, we never invest enough time in as leaders and we worry about it as leaders. Yeah. But why? And so what, some of the facts I found out were, it was, there was, and there's lots of studies online about this and this, a lot of HR studies, but one of the HR studies said high performers deliver 400% more productivity than your average employee. Yeah. I think, Wow. 400% more. Um, that's just a huge hit on the business if that person goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, An interesting thought, by the way, is why? Why do you think they deliver that much? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Well, my thought would be, I, I guess would be because they're energized, they're passionate, they want to get on. Yeah. Um, maybe, the, maybe they've got more skills. Yeah. 
they're probably self-driven, right? They're more self-driven and motivated and you don't need to make that bit happen. So you're right. But then if they decide they don't want to be here anymore, what's the cost of that? Well, and, and so again, you know, we both looked at this and we found this figure, which I thought seemed quite small when I looked at it because the impact on the business, but the cost is, they, they say in the, uh, the, the research we looked at is 150 to 300 percent of the salary of the person who's leaving is what it would cost you to replace them and the impact on them yeah and that's monetary that's only your monetary cost right yeah Yeah. what about the disruption what about the loss of skill yeah what about the residual impact back on the team if they're recognized as one of the best guys and they go what does that do to the brain of the rest of the team yeah who else might go as a result yeah what does it do to you as a leader and how much work you've got to pick up to fill the gap. Yeah. There's also a chance that they've gone to your competition. <laughs> yeah, fair point, right? So that impact, and, that, and then they start taking business off you because your competition has got the yeah. top employee or whatever. Yeah. Um, so no, so, it, it, you, so the, the problem is significant. Yeah. It's significant to you personally. It's significant to your business. It's significant to other employees. Um. Yeah, I think those are the kind of that. So the problem is there. And, and what we've tried to come up with in this Zoomcast podcast uh, discussion is the do's and don'ts that we've kind of picked up to try and give you some tips. Uh, so we've got five do's and, and five don'ts. Yeah. So the first do is make sure that your top performers have interesting and challenging work so they feel fulfilled they feel like they're using their skill set they feel like they are uh, developing in in the work they're doing and that they're valued because they're doing something of value to the business yeah i mean if you if we go back to the fact we said we think they're self-motivated they're driven that they, they need to be challenged you need to be doing something that's challenging them which means you give them difficult things to do challenging things to do and interesting things to do yeah yeah Um, and i think that um giving them challenge and and there was another piece of study that i found that said you've got to be careful you give people challenging work to do and you 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 lean on your top performers you know basically you lean on your top performers to do some of the toughest stuff you've just got to be careful about over leaning on them yeah. And breaking them because they're the type of people who are going to say yes a lot. Yeah. Until they break and say no. Yeah. So you've got to be conscious of challenging them and, and challenging work doesn't just mean give them all the fun stuff. Yeah. It might mean giving them stuff that is a little bit tedious, but it's really important to the company. Yeah. 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 Um, can you think of any examples of where you've done that? in the past because you you used to be good at doing this at at developing and nurturing top performers yeah because i had a fantastic sales director and the challenge (laughs) that he had the challenge he had was new business growth and what we didn't know was how we were going to do it so we gave this to our sales director and no other mr neil thubran and said how do we how do we handle this new business growth right Mm. Mm. who knew what you were going to do with it Neil right and but I, it was your challenge to fix right yeah and I think that's a, it's a good point because you know I, I got bored very quickly and I, and I love uh, new challenges so that so 
yeah, if you consider that I was a good performer or top performer, um, that was the sort of thing. Yeah, that would really keep me me engaged. And you know, and I've done it too. And I think it's kind of these. Some of these points will merge a little bit, but we'll come back to them. But it kind of things things like when there are when there are new initiatives come up. Yeah, when yeah. there are um, things that maybe your boss wants done. Mm. And you want some input and because, you know, we don't have all the great ideas as leaders. So mm. get the top performers involved in some of those projects. Mm. Yeah, let, really let, so let's move to number two, right? Yeah. Similar to that was about the right goals and the right expectations within what needs to be done. Right. So you've got to set them at the right level. Take that challenge we've just talked about there. Go grow the new, new business. Right. Got to give you some direction about what we want set the goal, set the expectation on the timing and the benefit we expect back from the business. But don't overmanage it. Don't micromanage it, right? To give you that challenge and then say, and here's the boundaries I want you to work within would have killed the whole thing. Right? And I think there's a, um, there's a really, really important point. And I spend a lot of time on this now when I'm working with individuals because quite often I'll be asked to go and coach top performers or, or management that are in development paths. Yeah. And one of the things that I find is so important is top performers need to know what good looks like. Yeah. And I use that term a, a lot. What does good look like? Yeah, so yeah. they need to know that the minimum that's required of them, that this is what good looks like is here. Yeah. So you've got to be really clear on that because they don't want to just achieve what good looks like. They want to achieve what great looks like or what outstanding looks like. Yeah. And, and so They've got so the being really clear on what you want from them, what you need from them, and what you expect from them, so that they know that's the minimum. I now I can overachieve on this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think those. So number number one is interesting and challenging work. Number two is clear and uh, goals and, and expectations. But the really really important point about micromanaging, you know, don't give a top performer a task to do and then check up they're doing it because it will just upset them. You kill it. Number three. Um, so number three on the list is give regular feedback. Be engaged and proactive in letting them know that they're doing okay. It's very easy when you've got someone doing a great job to just let them get on with it and assume that they're okay without giving them any feedback that you really value what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I know I this is a really important point for you. Yeah, I think in that, Neil, um, careful of the halo effect, right? Just because they're a top performer doesn't mean they can't do better. Mm, and mm, they would appreciate, mm. I'd like to believe they'd appreciate feedback that said, but could you consider this or could you do better there or have you thought about these things? I'd like to believe if somebody was having a feedback conversation with me, they're going to offer me something to help get me to the next level, not just do a full review of what I've done for the last two months, right? So I think it's important that you're offering support and also support. Can I, do I need to open any doors for you? Do I need to help you with anything? Right. Actually, it's a really interesting point there. Uh, that, and I think this is a key learning point, actually, which is when you're giving feedback, it doesn't mean you're telling the top performer that everything's great. Because mm. the great thing about top performers is they want to learn and grow. Yeah. And they don't want to be told everything's great. They want to know actually you could have done this better or this better. 
Yeah. Because next time or in the next role, they want to be better at it and they want to learn from it. So just telling them they're great at everything, no one learns from that. Yeah. I, I think you and I could do with, maybe we'll do a session on feedback one, one time, right? In terms of how do you give good feedback and, and what's mm. an effective way to do that? I think that might be useful. Good idea. Here, hopefully. So number four. Number four. So number four would be think about a development and growth path for the people we're talking about. So they're doing a job today. They're doing a fantastic job. But what comes next? What's next in their career? What's next mm. in their challenges? And there's something you've got to be really careful of here, guys, because in that development, you could create visibility for them. Maybe you're putting them in front of the exec leadership team. That's an important thing, right? Let people see who they are. Maybe you're going to give them some mentor. You should give them a mentor. You should give them a sponsor that's going to help drive their career forward. But you know the risk that's going to come with that? If people start seeing this great guy or girl that you've got with you, guess what? There's a risk they might not want to stay with you because otherwise they might see great opportunity elsewhere. Mm. What should we do, Neil? How do we stop them leaving the team? Mm. And I think this whole career path, because certainly people who are ambitious want to know where they're going. Yeah. They want to know where they're, uh, where this career is taken because they're not, they know they don't want to be static. You know, yeah. there are lots of employees who are very happy being static and we need lots of those. Yeah. yeah. But your top performers are not actually, this is probably unfair. Not your top performers don't always want the next job or the next biggest job. Or the next biggest. Your top performers might be a steady guy who's been doing it 20 years, which yeah, is yeah. brilliant. So know what they need. But a lot of your top performers will want to know where they have, what their career development looks like, what their personal development looks like. And you see companies invest in things like expensive MBA programs or going to Henley Business Management College for a special leadership event or something. Yeah. And those are all great. Just be careful because I've seen this happen. Get your MBA and a huge number of those people get their MBA and then they leave. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you have to be careful uh, about that kind of investment. And I've seen companies put golden handcuffs on people when they do MBA programs, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, I just want to comment on the mentor thing, by the way, because one of the things I found really, really valuable was when I was given a mentor who was probably two or three levels above my boss. And that was, I learned so much from them. You yeah. know, I didn't need long 30 minutes here and there, but I learned so much from them. And, and now I have my own coach and mentor and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't live without that because I know the value of that. And so investing in that in your top performers is really key. Yeah. So another thing on that mental thing is try and find somebody who doesn't have a personal interest in poaching this individual. Right? The reason I say that is you don't have to hold on to this person in your team. If the right thing to do is let them go to a different team in the business or in the company, that's a great thing. But you want to make sure your mentor is objective with them. Right. And, and so that's always difficult because if you spot a great contributor, you might think it's great to have them in your team is that the best thing for them, mm. right? Because chances are, if they're a top performer, then they should have some longevity, which I guess we'll come on to later on as well. Right? And, and I guess, um, you know, and this isn't an, an advert for us by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, I get pulled in and we get pulled in to be mentors as an external mentor for yeah. smaller businesses that need that um, 
someone to help them who isn't in their management line and that doesn't have a vested interest in them. Yeah. So that was number four. Do you want to do number five? Number five, recognition, reward, um, and making sure we're doing the right things as a gift, as, you know, as contribution back to that individual. It's interesting when we've looked at all the study stuff, some of it talks about the fact that top contributors just need challenging work, just need the good environment to work in. Don't be fooled into believing that salary and bonuses is not important to top contributors. <laughs> it is. It is. Top performers expect to have... What we're saying is that's not all it takes. Mm. The fact that you'll pay them outstanding salary isn't a reason that they'll stay with you. But if you don't pay them outstanding salary, it's a reason they won't, right? Yeah, if they, if they feel like they're not valued, so they're, they're all their hard work, this extra 400% of productivity isn't being recognized in so basically what they don't want is you to take the mick by yeah. not paying them what they're worth yeah um so those things are and and even just recognize them with special awards and recognize them for doing for doing good work yeah because it, it motivates other people around them because they want to be like them they yeah. want to be like the top performers so yeah recognition is key so the top the, the sorry go on well, I think the other thing people need to recognise in recognise recognise in recognition is that it's also the public or the the external view that people have of them. They want people to know that they got that award, right? Yeah. People don't run around shouting about their salaries, but they do run around shouting about the fact that they got a top performance award, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. important that you make it public, but keep it balanced in your team, right? Again, don't come to the halo effect of putting everything down one channel. For one individual right yeah that's and that's a good and we'll come to that in the don'ts yeah. actually as well because these do yeah. kind of merge into each other yeah yeah so summary of the five do's is do give them interesting and challenging work yep. do give them clear defined goals and expectations do give them regular feedback do create a path for development and growth and do recognize them so let's go on to the don'ts we've got five don'ts so the, the so i'll do the first one yeah, yeah, sure, please. First, first one on the list is don't avoid dealing with low performers in your business. One of the things that upsets top performers most is when they see passengers and people cruising on the shirt tails of all the hard work they're doing. Yeah. So, if, And everybody knows who the low performers are. Yeah. And if as a leader, we've talked about this in a previous episode, if a leader, you are avoiding the difficult conversations or avoiding dealing with low performers, you are upsetting the top performers. And yeah. that is cited as a reason why people leave. Yeah, absolutely. So that's number one. Number two? Number two, we touched on it, but let's just do it explicitly, is do not hang on to your star performers. Keeping them with you, not only is selfish, it's stupid, right? It won't last it won't last because if you try hanging on to them because you give them short-term return, try and make them stay with you, that will not last. That will wear off, right? So don't hang on to them for the wrong reasons. If you have, if they've outlived being in your team under your leadership and for your challenges, let's let them move on to the next challenge, right? I mean, Neil, you had an example of, of you know, how Alex yeah. Ferguson would run his football team, right? So, yeah, I think there's, there's so there's this, there's this prima donna effect, which actually is point three at the point, because these, these two points kind of merged together, but I wanted to make this point because I saw it happen in a business. So point two was don't hang on to your star performers. When they grow or when you've done a great job of growing them, 
let them go. It's okay. Spread their wings, leave the nest, go into another department, go into another business. That's fine. And if you look at a lot of consultancy practices, by the way, a lot of consultancy practices encourage people to go off into business and then come back in at a higher level. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but point three was about don't, if you're especially in small business, but it can work within a team within a big business, is don't reshape, reorganize your team around one top performer because you desperately don't want to lose them. Because mm. if you're going to completely change your business and upset your business, and this is the Alex Ferguson uh, setup, is when he had prima donna players or when he had players that were, it all became about them and building a team around them, it was time for them to move on. Yeah. And I think that's a real, I've seen it in one business that I've worked with where they tried to shape the business around this person and guess what he left anyway yeah exactly um, so and you just upset everyone else around it so that was point three point four. point four point four is you've got a bigger team right so think about that don't only focus on your top performers yes we're having this explicit conversation here about top performers because they need to be managed slightly differently but don't ignore the rest of your team right you have a team to manage and different people need managing in different ways, depending on their career cycle or their age or what they want out of a job or whatever. Right. So please don't only focus on your top performers thinking that will hold the business together because Neil already mentioned, you've got people who are just happy doing their job coming in every day and delivering well for you that don't want to excel to the next level. That's fine. That's great. By the way, you need a core of people that are happy doing that. There's nothing worse than when you're in a team seeing this one guy or girl getting all of the fun projects, all of the good stuff, you know, and you know, they're good, you know, but it's the, it's the, you know, we talked about in one other video about it, not just creating, it was about poor leadership, about poor leaders just have this little niche clicky group that they work with. Yeah. If you have a niche and you're working with then you need to look at your broader team because they're feeling left out. And if yeah. they're feeling left out, their morale goes down, their productivity goes down, and they'll look to go elsewhere. Yeah. Be careful. So, you don't drive them to that, guys. You could drive them to that because of your unbalanced view. So, so the Neil, fifth, number five. Fifth don't, and this was one we added just before we came on, is it's easy to think. And if you look at a lot of top performer programs, it's easy to think that all top performers, all top talent are young and they're new in the company. Yeah. And you see lots of graduate programs where people are moved around department to department to department to learn skills. And, but there are, there are top talent throughout your age, throughout the whole diversity of your business, age, sex, ethnicity, whatever it is, there is not one size fits all when it comes to top talent. And certainly they're not young, all young graduates, although a lot, and there are a lot of good people there. Mm. But there are some people in their fifties and sixties who are also your top talent. Yeah, absolutely agree. Right. And we've seen it ourselves as we've been through in our careers, but it's as, as true now as it's always been back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so let so me just hunger, recap hunger, on. So the, I guess on that point, hunger isn't the, uh, isn't uh, only for young people. No, there are hungry, passionate people all throughout the business. Exactly. And as you're moving through different roles, you'll get into a role and then, you, you know, that, that will develop. You'll be fulfilled, but you need the next one. Right. So let's just recap on that last five. Right. So the five that we said of the don'ts. Right. 
avoid dealing, do not avoid dealing with your low performers, right? That has to be done because that has to be kept in balance and it has to be done. Um, don't hang on to your star performers. If it's time for them to go, they've lived out their time with you. You've done your job, by the way, in developing them. So appreciate that and move them on to the next. Your business is your business, right? Do not reorganize it around one individual who may be your best striker, he may be your best keeper, but the business has got to run. So again, don't reorganize around that. Um, don't only focus on your top performers. Think about the whole breadth of your, of your organization and your teams and make sure that you're, you're balanced in the way that you address that. And then realize that top performers come in all shapes, colors, ages, right? So don't only expect that your nice, new, bright and shinies that have come in means that you ignore those in the middle of their career or even those at the top end of their career, right? Because they're still a top performer. They've still got a lot to offer. Brilliant. So I think that's a good recap on that. Yeah, so I think hopefully this has been useful. So you know, if you lose your top performers, if you don't invest in your top performers, it costs your business. And we've given you five do's and five don'ts on how to mould, shape, retain and grow those top performers hopefully that's been useful for you today from the leadership detectives albert any final thoughts from you uh yeah look thank you for listening into this one i hope it's added value for you and thank you for the support you're giving us across the board we're getting some good feedback whether you're listening on podcasts whether you're watching on youtube thank you for your time thank you for engagement brilliant and please leave us any comments at all because comments are really valuable for us so please leave those as well but great to see you. Albert, have a great week and we'll catch up next week. Fantastic. All the best, guys. See Cheers. you again. Bye Take bye. care. Our thanks goes to all those who have already subscribed to our channel. Great to have you here. Um, for those of you who haven't, please come and join us. It gives you auto notification of future episodes. So please come here along and, and subscribe. If you're listening on podcast, which I think you're doing here, um, please also give us a like or give us a rating so we know what you think of it and we know if we're doing the right things. Again, thanks a lot for joining, guys. Have a great week. Speak to you again soon. Now more than ever, it's critical that customers find accurate information about your business. Local Works by Yahoo Small Business makes it easy to add, edit, and publish business information across 70-plus local directories from a single dashboard. Ensure your business is found with Local Works and save 10% today by using code LWPODCAST. Visit yahoosmallbusiness.com slash local to find out more. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com.